Welcome to Business Can Be Better. This is the podcast that helps businesses become even better businesses. I'm one of the co-hosts, Lane Anderson. I own a marketing company called London Road Media. And I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki, founder and owner of TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. All right, welcome to the very first uh, Business Can Be Better. This is the vodcast version now. We've upgraded from podcast to vodcast. Did you make that word up? No, that's oh, real. Okay. I Googled it because I thought it might be vidcast, <laughs> but it's not. It's vodcast because okay. it sounds like podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're doing this live uh, on Facebook this time, but we're going to do this on YouTube starting soon. But we wanted it to be shared somewhere where people follow us so they actually get access or they can see this. So. We're here on Facebook, but you should subscribe to our new YouTube channel, bit.ly slash Better Business Podcasts, and then you will catch us next week when we go live. And we want, like, what, why are we doing it live? Can you, well, maybe we should introduce ourselves first, too, for new viewers when they watch this two years from now on YouTube when we have 500,000 subscribers. 500 million. Okay. So I, I'm Lane Anderson. I own an agency called London Row Media. And I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki. I own TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. And we started this podcast, what, almost three months ago? This is episode 10. You can you can uh, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. So I listen on Spotify, but if you're an Apple person, it's Apple Podcasts, wherever. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find us, the Better Business Podcast. And we're now doing them as live video. Oh, I think it's Business Can Be Better podcast. Yes. I think our website our is website better podcast. <laughs> Business Can this Be Better podcast. This is why we're learning the live. <laughs> the other one. This you'll should learn, be hilarious. You'll learn how much <laughs> editing goes into the audio version of the podcast. Yep. This still will be edited and go and go to audio, but also This will video. be much shorter. This yeah. will be more hilarious. Watch exactly. this. So our usual thing is what's new. We right. start with what's new. Okay, great. Okay, so what's new with Kelly Ray? Oh, I have to go first. Yeah. Uh, this, obviously. This is new live podcast and then also i'm really excited about those new courses we did with you yeah that's those are out be, now yeah that's gonna be available soon um <clears throat> so we got some new online marketing courses done with lane and they're gonna be out soon i'm really excited about that what about you um i just got back from new york where i was at a conference last week and that was very fun but it's not a city i would visit for fun it was fun to be there for business, and I learned a lot, and it was valuable. But I wouldn't go to New York City, like, for vacation. Was it dirty? Yeah, and yeah. stinky. A lot, a lot dirtier and a lot stinkier than I thought. But not as unfriendly as everyone says New York is. Like, everyone's very happy. You ask for directions, they're fine. Cab drivers want to chat. Like, I don't I didn't think it was unfriendly, but it was stinky and dirty. But I got to see Gary Vee in the flesh, which is like a highlight for me. It was amazing. I've, I'm have i done being apologetic about loving Gary Vee because everyone shames you for being a Gary Vee fanboy. And I just, oh, I have to remember I have to watch my language because we're live now. Live. So. Yes, live. <laughs> so um, it was, I, I loved being able to see Gary Vee. It was awesome. And what else happened? Was, was he like he is on his videos? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the whole time. Because of the people who run this conference, which I think are quite not into the swearing and Gary Vee 
It's like almost his brand. He's a Jersey boy. He swears a lot. They kind of asked him, actually, which I think is very gutsy to ask Gary Vee to talk differently. <laughs> but he? um But they said, could you kind of like maybe tone it down? And so he like maybe did a little bit, but he joked about it too. And then then it becomes a thing though. Like when he does swear, people like cheer because they're like, yeah, because you don't care. You're not a typical business person. So I don't know. I love him. He's amazing. Uh, Like he does up for a lot of his chats, he just goes up there and he's like, you guys are all agency guys. You know my regular spiel. You know what I'm probably going to say. So let's just do (laughs) Q&A. And so he just does Q&A. Really cool really really cool but i don't uh, this is actually my very first marketing conference ever i've never i've just been like head down working for the last six years that i've been in marketing and so it was finally an invitation i got from someone who had an amazing deal on tickets way back in like march that said um we should go to this conference if you buy them now you get an awesome deal and so i went and saw the speaker list and it contained gary v so i'm like yeah let's go let's go to new york let's go to this conference and actually i won a ticket there to their next conference, um, Traffic and Conversion Summit in San Diego in March. How'd you win it? Did everyone win it? No. Sounds like a good scheme. No. <laughs> they <laughs> announced on day one whoever uh, did the best social sharing of the conference and was like tweeting a lot, like live tweeting what people are saying and using Instagram stories a lot and tagging them and using the hashtags or whatever Very that they would smart. give it away. And on day three, their social team came and found me and they're like, you definitely win. Like you've been sharing so much stuff. Came and, and found so, you in some creepy way, like they were tracking where you were standing because no, you had your phone. It wasn't that big of a place. Okay. It was like 800 people. So I was just in the vendor area. That's really and cool. And they were like, hey, you're lame because they saw from pictures or whatever and said, yeah, you definitely win. Come to Traffic and Conversion in San Diego. So we're going down there, which is if you paid full price, which hopefully no one does, but it's like a $2,600 conference. So awesome. that's not bad. I love how it's not creepy anymore to know someone from social oh, media. Oh, not at all. <laughs> No. Like, I remember when for the first Facebook days, somebody would introduce me to their husband, and I was like, oh, I've already... Hello. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to say I already know everything about you and your kids you from your Facebook. You were great at beer pong back in college. <laughs> it's not appropriate. So that's what's new. That was a lot more new with me than you shared. Are your you sure they don't so have anything? Your life so much more exciting than Yeah, mine. but you were just in Amsterdam for your conference, so I guess that we share. That was ages ago. Yeah, but I mean... That was last year. You had your last thing. Last year. Now I got my turn. Yeah, no, that's to awesome. overshare. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I am actually very glad to be back. What was an overshare of mine? No, I know. <laughs> I was like, you've been talking the whole time. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a role reversal for us. Yeah. Yeah, so you um, asked if we could speak about something this week. So what's our topic? I wanted to talk about electronic communication versus personal communication. Okay. Like, when is it okay to text, email, send a message versus when you really need to pick up the phone or send a video like I love I've been loving mm-hmm. Loom ever oh, since Loom I found out about it from you yep. um, or you know meet in person old school style that's weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think there's a lot of uh, problems caused by especially for me this is a huge area of opportunity for me um, I fire off a lot of emails my my learning style is reading and writing yeah. so I constantly am sending emails like when I have thoughts, if I have ideas, whatever. And if I send an email when I'm like in a bad mood or I don't reread it, like if I'm in a meeting with you and I'm like, hold on, I'll just quickly send this email. Sometimes especially sensitive people can be like, wow, that was rude. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, I'm busy. I'm not rude. But I just want to talk about that. You know, you accidentally convey the wrong thing Mm -hmm. when you send electronic communication sometimes. Yeah. If you're on the receiving end of that, hopefully you can interpret what the intention was and that they probably weren't being trying to be rude or yeah, hopefully, but, but that's not really 
It's not like if I'm the one sending, it's not your responsibility to make sure you receive it well. I I need to worry about my end that I'm sending it in a way that yeah. it can be received well. So I I've been de- this is why I've been defending emojis for like a decade <laughs> because written word does not contain emotion unless you use like a lot of descriptive language and you I don't you get like real flowery with it or all caps can, and lots of commas. <laughs> so emojis are the way that that's how you put emotion into text like i love emojis i think that they should be used more often like if you say something and then it has like a smiley face that means something different than i love that this plus wink i i've actually said this in my seminars before i believe emojis like upgrade the the english language <laughs> i really Is this do give me your quick tip use emojis oh yeah we're supposed to have a quick tip i better uh, think of that okay who's not prepared now <laughs> oh man i just had to build this whole stream setup. this is for amazing us. thank you very much okay. i i appreciate you okay while you're talking about something at some point i'm coming up with a quick tip today. okay <laughs> but that's i i have actually been defending emojis for this reason i think they make our written language uh more give it more of the, that emotion so that people understand what you mean and how you're trying to say it. So, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who would think emojis are unprofessional. Yeah. Um, but there's no real other way to add tone or emotion to your emails. I, Is yeah. there? Well, I mean, just in phrasing, like if you slow down and read things back. Like I try, I, there's the amount of times when I've, almost hit send and then i'm like oh maybe i should read it back to myself and then realize that there was something completely misspelled or just didn't make sense or had a word that i meant to delete and it's still there or it's just definitely worth it to slow down and reread your stuff and if you read it out loud this was something i learned when i did my english degree and we did a lot of creative writing was to read your stuff back out loud or even at like a very soft volume because it just sounds different and you can hear the tone when you read it out loud. Um, so even if you're just muttering to yourself before you hit send, it will muttering. help though. You'll hear something. Word. Yeah, we should say muttered more. Muttering. <laughs> but like, not like tough really mutter, not that kind no. of mutter. The mutter Tea. with T's, yeah, yeah. So I think um, for me anyways, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. You're pretty much the perfect business owner, right? Absolutely. So for me though, with clients, staff, staff in the past for sure a lot of people have taken my emails or my text messages to be short okay like demanding right well they're waiting for a look of (laughs) of agreement to come from me like yes i have gotten some of those but they are short like in length but you know me right so and i i teach my staff this right away like the first thing i teach them when they come on board is by now you've gotten to know me and you know that I'm kind and I really care and I'm really passionate about what I do. So when you read an email from me, read it with this face, like this loving, supportive face. Mm -hmm. Don't read it. Don't read anything into it if it's like short or blunt or fast. Um, But like you said before, you can't control the person reading it. You can't control their emotions. You can't control their filters, like everything they've been through in their life past bosses they've had or past Mm -hmm. people they've worked with or maybe even their spouse or the family they were brought up in people have like stories in their head preconceived notions about things so even if you read it out loud sometimes and you're like hello it is so nice to be working together (laughs) that's how i'm gonna read your email you sound good please do (laughs) 
the other person could read it with a different tone. They definitely could. You know? And it's usually, as is the case in a lot of instances like this, it's a reflection of how they're feeling that day. It's not the person that sent it. It's like the person who's angry at you at the grocery store. It's not because you did something wrong. It's because they hate their life today. Yes. <laughs> like, it's more of a reflection of them than you. But it's still my responsibility as the sender to make sure that they have the best opportunity to interpret it in the way it, it should be. But this will be something I have to do now that we're live. Let's restate what we're talking about today for people that joined us, which is that we're talking about um, electronic or online communication versus different methods because of um, what's the best way to communicate with people in a way that's best for the relationships we have with them. And we could talk personally, but I mean, we're mostly talking about business. It's going to roll over into other things, but I think it's important to make sure that we're communicating in a way that makes our relationships stronger. So we've talked about how to make that electronic um, a little bit better, but when should we just not use electronic and opt to pick up the phone or opt to invite them to come sit down or... I think if you're feeling emotional. Yeah. You know, like, especially for me, if I'm feeling frustrated, I won't send a text or an email or a message. I just wait. Right. Because I know that in the past they've been taken wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I love your idea about emojis adding an emoji although so, sometimes if you like say something rude and then you add like a smiley face emoji or like a <laughs> winky kiss emoji don't you think people would be like yeah, well but, that was really rude <laughs> but i know people who are like that in real life too in the in-person interaction they're going to be like that too they're like i can say whatever i want i can be rude as i want as long as i say it with a smile and that doesn't make it not no. rude <laughs> i think so. for me what i've learned to do is get to know the person like with you i know yeah. you're never going to be like whoa she must mean that i'm not good enough and that she's rude and upset with me you know well even though our text the other day actually yeah our text about we were talking about the one um business right right so um i sent a text that was basically a comment about um i'm not sure that that idea will work right and it was taken as oh she doesn't think the whole project will work right but i was thinking it was just about a specific Mm -hmm. offer and so we talked about that today when I got here, actually. So that's a perfect example. Yeah. Even with you, somebody who I know has like a really clean filter, like you're not going to add anything. You're mm-hmm. not going to assume I'm being rude. And I hate to say this. I hope I don't get attacked for this with our two followers. <laughs> but um, in my experience, usually men are a lot better at that. Right. They just take it for what it says. Okay. They take the information in like you. And if you thought that I sent you a text that was like rude or I can't yeah. think of a word that's not a swear. <laughs> mean. <laughs> Mean. Rude or mean. You would probably call me and be like, hey, dude, that text was a little harsh. Yeah. You know, but I can't do that with everybody. So if I don't, if I don't totally know that they have sort of a clean filter and they like really assume that what I say is what I mean. Yeah. And there's no tone. There's nothing else to it. I probably won't send a text or an email with any sort of constructive criticism or any feedback or any mm-hmm. opinions that disagree with them unless I know that they that we have that relationship yeah I really enjoy being able to use uh, like loom is great especially yes. for complex instruction like I've been doing that or like your assistant Laura will email and I can just give it an instruction that way and just walk someone through it loom's great for that but even also um, zoom the other like a video calling app is great too um, like I have two employees that work remotely and that's something that we could periodically use is rather than sending emails or we use slack sometimes we just need to actually see each other's face when you talk in fact um like so i was at being at this digital agency conference 
a lot of agencies are virtual agencies where they have employees all around the world and they're an agency but none of them are in the same location and that's a popular way that marketing has come is people love remote working I, I'm not a fan of it I don't like working remote I like being in an office but a lot of people do remote working and one of the guys was talking about that who has strictly a virtual agency there's like 20 employees they're a big agency and none of some of them have never met each other they're in different cities but they, when they do their calls, I forget if it was weekly or a daily call, but they do Zoom meetings. And he said the one rule they have, he said, we don't really have many rules here or any rules really at all, but the one we have is when we do calls, camera has to be on. I, we need to see each other's faces and like talk that. to each other and see each other's expressions. And that's even better than just voice. Like be able to see the face is worth so much. Um, I, I, that, that works well as, a, I don't know, I guess a, the best version you can get if you can't meet in person, but I'm a big fan of meeting in person. I like having local clients. I like having an office people can come into. I like I like sitting down across a table from someone that I feel like is worth a lot. Yeah, I agree. The seeing the camera turned on thing, I, I agree so much with that. We used to have strategy sessions every quarter with a company that I used to work with and all the leaders from the whole country would be on yeah. and nobody would have their camera on. Right. So we were in like all different cities across North America and you absolutely, like, you couldn't see anyone's face. Mm -hmm. And actually, I know a lot of us, like, secretly worked or left the room during the yeah. call, you know? Um, so I wanted to just go back and cover, like, I think there was five sort of methods that we talked about that you could use instead of yeah. sending a text or an email. It's nice. We used to use Zoom. I think it was like you paid per tier, but I don't think the you could pay as much as you wanted and there would be unlimited participants, I think. But I don't know if you could see them all. Right. Um, so I want to talk about Loom really quick because the basic version is free and it's awesome. Okay. I'll, I'll so it's Loom, L-O-O-M. And the basic version, like I said, is free. And I, I love using it to explain documents or spreadsheets or things. Yeah. And you can also use it as, um, like we save your videos as procedures. So mm -hmm. instead of writing out a step-by-step -step procedure, for how to do something like yeah. with active campaign or with an automation in your uh, CRM, we'll email in a question, he'll email us back a Loom video, and he'll be in a little circle on the bottom of the screen there, his face, and then so we can see that he's like happy and being nice and not rolling his eyes. <laughs> he does that after. Yeah. Um, but like in the middle of the screen, it will be the actual CRM. Like he's working yeah. in the CRM, describing it, clicking, saying click here, click there. It's really awesome. And then you can just save those and use them for training mm -hmm. or go back and reference them if you forget it. It was actually that same speaker who said that that's how he creates procedures. So when there's a oh, task awesome. that he needs a procedure for, he will do that. And while he's speaking, he'll be like, so when I click here and then he sends this all to like a VA virtual assistant. And, and then he's like, you know, when I say that, take a screenshot of that and then take the words I say and turn that into the instruction. He basically takes a loom video and he, all he has to do is walk through it and explain it. And then they can take that and turn it into a procedure awesome which i thought was yeah a pretty clever way of doing it awesome yeah and i've been actually using it a lot more too instead of emails like with sensitive information like i'm in the business of giving people criticism like mm -hmm. constructive criticism so a lot of the times i have to say you know the way you handled that situation could have been better or you know they put a post up and i'm like oh my gosh that's so off brand like yeah. so if they can see my face and i'm like being the really kind supportive like loving person that i am Delivering that, I think it's a little better. Mm -hmm. And then also, I love the capability to do the screen and the cams. So you can show them what you're talking about. Yeah. 
And then Google Hangouts we also use oh, a lot. Yeah, I haven't got into those. Well, and, it's free, like with your yeah. Google Business account. Is it free if you don't have a Google Business account? Um, there's different levels. There's like Google Hangouts and Google, what is there's Google Chat and all that's just the other one, and Google Meetings or something. There's all these different levels, and one of them is the one that you have to have a G Suite paid account for anyways. So we have like, we have clients all over Canada, so I have my meetings in Google Hangouts, and we just send the link, mm -hmm. and we click, and we're in like a video chat room, and we do the whole meeting over over that way and you can present and share your screen so you can show them the spreadsheet that you're working on like we do a lot of our financial plans on there talk about marketing plans show their social media and talk about things so that's really awesome google hangouts what else can they use for that zoom you said yeah i mean you can go just, to meeting.com like, there's a ton of them and do skype calls if skype. You want, but <laughs> does that does skype even work i remember it used to be exists. so bad yeah i mean it's not a good thing but it still exists google hangouts are really good quality and they're free I hope microsoft doesn't email us and tell us we're because we have like 15 them. million followers so microsoft is probably watching they're watching for sure voice notes i have this one friend who lives in calgary and i don't see her very often but mm -hmm. she'll send me a voice note every once in a while That's and she cool. just she just feels like it's better than texting because then yep. i get to hear her voice and uh when she tries to leave me a voicemail it's too long and it always says your message has been canceled re-record and she's like ah <laughs> too long. so yeah and your, you can do it through your what's texting. cool is that it does make it more personal because it's too easy to copy paste a text copy paste an email and send it to everyone so when you uh, do a voice and you include their name on it or video include their name in it you know that it, that was made for you which absolutely is like in the world we live in having something made once for one person is actually a remarkable thing like i talked about it actually on our last podcast about seth godin sending a voice message through instagram like in my dms after i mentioned him in a story and that's a remarkable thing when you hear someone say hey lane hope you're re enjoying the book whatever so yeah that counts for a lot the last seminar i did i think the last one i did was back in i think it was may when i finished doing the last ones for ourselves um everyone who bought a ticket i sent them a loom video it was just like hey thanks for coming this is where the parking is we're gonna start right at whatever time see you there that's um, awesome just send it and it was with their name in it so it took you know 30 seconds to do or a minute to do every time i got a new person that bought a ticket but you know i'm only selling whatever 18 20 tickets so it's not a hard thing to do and just send them a little video message and then they feel like i mean they're definitely going to show up <laughs> because they feel like you care that they're or that you're watching whether or not they do that you care that they bought a ticket yeah it's nice and personal i've had uh, a couple clients actually tell me like my open rate on my emails is pretty good because it's only people who really want to hear from me it's yeah a pretty small list still but i think it's around 60 percent but the people who aren't opening them they're telling me that they are not opening them because they they can tell it's not just for them so right. i tried adding the first name you know how you put yeah like you the, can do the merge fields and stuff but yeah. they still felt like it wasn't just for them but it's so valuable that information that i'm sending out mondays yeah but yeah so people they're just automatically thinking if it's like a mass email they're not they're not gonna take part Upsource says they use Zoho Meeting, which is included with a Zoho One subscription. Ah, so basically we're saying if you're emotional, you're angry, or you're worried that the person might receive it wrong, film a video, send a voice note, get on the phone, yeah. show up in person, do something other than sending an email or a text. The effort is like people pay attention to the effort and that's what I feel like that's what it's actually about. I mean, also you can communicate better, more efficiently, convey more clearly. But people also notice the effort. Yeah, they notice the effort, and it and it's just too easy to pick up uh, a phone and text someone or fire the email like the second it pops in your head. And like when you take the time to call them or 
or think about a time when you could make five minutes to sit down and chat with them or that's worth something. Yeah, I remember you came over in the beginning. I was like, can't you just email it to us? You're like, no, I'll be there. Sit down, pull up a chair, get flip-flops on. It was July or something, June. Um, I have a question though. Uh, Millennials, uh, this famous group that we're in. So are you. I I wear it like a badge of honor. One of my mentors once said to me, it's a bell curve. Calm down. You're an outlier. Like we're not painting you all with the same brush. It's just the average, the average millennial is, I won't even get into it. We're going to keep this positive. Um, But so for me, um, I haven't experienced this with my employees personally, but some of my clients have experienced with the younger generation. They've really gotten used to electronic communication. Okay. Yeah. So like, for example, let's say you want to talk to your employee and they've done something that you need to talk to them about and you want to call them or you want to like see them in person, they have, they will ignore the call and text. Right. Actually, yes. Okay. I can remember a specific situation. It's like ignore the call and then text. I can't talk right now. Right. You know? And it's like, how do you deal with that? Well, if it's legitimately because they can't, I feel like that's fine. It's, um, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> well then, yeah. I mean, it is a tough thing. Like I think things have changed a lot around who is uh, okay with receiving a call. Like if I'm, unless it's business and it's my job to answer the phone during business hours when people call me, but other than that, like if you call me, I kind of want to know that you're calling before you call. I'm not just wanting to answer the phone in the middle of the day. I'm busy doing something. It's like you're demanding that I give you my time right now. You're like, hey, I don't care what you're doing right now, but I'm calling you. Talk to me. There's no like... That's Even how you in, take it? Uh, not like I say. Oh, when I it's business to business. Oh, I got to put you in the other category now. You're in the category five, with the girls it is, now. That is. I'm not texting you anymore. <laughs> yeah, because it's often... No, like I say, when it's in business, it's not... It, it's expected. Like, I have to be able to answer the phone when people call me. Um, but for the most part, when people just call you, it's kind of like... yeah. Why didn't you text me first to ask if you could call me? That's right. <laughs> There's I'm a in really, that group. That's really me. funny stand-up comic... Uh, I cannot remember his name right now, but he does a hilarious bit on that. If only could remember like, talking about. Or if we were recording if this, we were could not pause live. It and could Google it. We come back five minutes oh, later when I you wish know. My husband was here, <laughs> and he was talking about how back in the day everyone would just pop over for a cup of tea, and oh, now yeah. if somebody rings the doorbell, he's like, "Get down, everyone! <laughs> Cover your head!" Like, and they're like checking their phone cameras to see who it is and stuff. Yeah. So, um, in that situation, I told my client to to call and leave a voicemail, sure. which was kind of the best they could do um now this is like five years ago (laughs) i have voice i have like six voicemails on my phone that i don't know i check it like once every two weeks like if you want to get a hold of me don't leave me a voicemail because i'm not checking it i like you know what i've called a lot of people lately who've said um you know you've reached so-and-so's voicemail if you want me to respond quicker send me a text at this number respond at all that's very smart (laughs) uh yeah i don't I think that is definitely evolving how people use it. And it, that one for sure is a generational thing. We've talked about generational things before and and some of them I think are myths. This is very real. My mom hates getting texts. Yeah. She refused to get a cell phone for so long. And then mm. when she first got a cell phone, she would only send me one word replies, which was weird because she always says I love you. And I was starting to get pretty hurt by it because I was like, I love you. And she's like, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Like harsh, mom. And wow. then one day she sent me this... <laughs> text back and it was like i don't know like probably like 10 lines like one paragraph with no spaces and it was like by now you have probably figured out that i have no idea how to make a space in my 
text messages wow. so i was like yeah it's under the zero mom uh, yeah it was pretty funny but yeah she hates texting it, to the point where if i text her she's like i hate texting call me but it's like i think it it has to do with multitasking too because like i just texted chris and apologized while you were talking okay. um but i mean for me if we're if you're in a meeting and this is terrible but if you're in a meeting and you should be listening but you're not yeah and you like send an electronic message to somebody or send an email or send a text. An electronic message, yeah. Electronic message. I'm talking like Facebook, <laughs> gotcha. LinkedIn, Instagram, yeah. Snapchat. What else? Sure. You're making me feel old. TikTok. Are you on TikTok yet? What? That's Is that thing. new? Yeah. Tell us about this. <laughs> it's okay. That's another topic. Okay. We don't need okay. to get into that. All right. Okay, so are we moving up? on? Are we good? Yeah, yeah. So I we talked. So. <laughs> I feel like this is the worst podcast we've ever done. No, it's the best because people got to see our okay. pretty faces, um, and we just lost our one live viewer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we couldn't keep them. But um, yeah, we talked about. That's so bad for my self esteem. I can't look at that number. <laughs> Don't look at that. We got them back. We talked about uh, we talked about when when to talk in email versus in person or yep. text or call them and also how when it is in, in written form when or how to, how to do that in a way that communicates yourself more clearly so you don't get misunderstood no one thinks you're rude no one thinks you're mad at them when you're not all of that so so we had zoom loom skype if you <laughs> want loom. google hangouts voice notes yeah chris said zoho meeting's a good one Right. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Call on the phone or old school show up. Smoke but text signal, first, right? Knock on the door. Scroll. Do you know what? Like an aside, do you find it annoying when people just like walk into your business and it's unsolicited? Like, yes. I don't mean customers or clients. I mean, someone came in trying to sell chocolate bars today. And I'm like, I'm trying to work. That? I'm sorry. Oh, like, I, I thought you meant like the pop by. Oh, yeah. When every minute of my day is scheduled. From like oh, yeah. now until 12 months. Oh, you think now. we can just hey, sit and chat for 20 to minutes? Stop by. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. That's cute. <laughs> but you know what? It's like if you just send Laura a text, she'll book you in. But right. when people are in the neighborhood, they just want to pop in. So then no, that's a whole other podcast, you know, like because, you know, I'm obsessed with my calendar. So I go overboard and schedule like every minute of my day. Mm-hmm. Should I be scheduling more free time so that when people pop by, I can be, you know? No, just you, you can just say you can be apologetic, I think, and just say, oh, I wish we could have sat and chatted for 20 minutes. Next time, send me a text so I can make sure or let you know if I'm free or we can make sure I'm free or I can shuffle something around or. You know, I think I have another good point to add because the one person I'm thinking of right now is one of my good friends and we have a really good relationship where we can talk about tough things. Okay. You know, we were talking earlier about sharing clients sometimes. Yeah. We totally disagree on a few topics and we've had, we you know. We have found very many for the podcast. Not yet, you though. and I, me oh, and this sorry, other person. Sorry. But she's amazing. And so we've had these conversations where we just easily share feedback with each other and okay. nobody gets hurt. But it might have started as a text. And then one of us is like, no, pick up the phone. And then we talk on the phone. And this was one example. Like, I feel terrible when you just pop by and I don't have time for you. And she's like, it's okay. I know if I stop by and you're not free. I won't get upset, you know. So I think with people you have really good relationships with, like I was talking about you and I and most men in my life, Mm -hmm. I find that they just take the information from the text straightforwardly. Yeah. They don't think there's any hidden meaning. They don't get offended by it. Um, But if some people, you know, if you find that you're not really sure how they're going to react and it's... It's not just some information. It's like some sort of feedback or yeah. your opinion that may be offensive or hurtful. You have to do something more than send an electronic message if you care about that relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's most necessary. And in, in the relationships that aren't 
as strong probably because when it when it's when you have a great relationship you, you're gonna understand each other better well or you know when you need to call but it's for people like new clients or it's making sure that you're communicating in a well in a way that's uh not being able to be misunderstood it's kind of on you to make sure it's not yeah yeah exactly because you can't control the other end mm-hmm. yeah all right what's your uh, quick tip and if anyone else wants to like jump in on that we'll still have a few minutes while we go through quick tips and we can whoever you two people are that, that was are like watching. the most vague i love you please don't engagement leave ever if you want to jump in on this that's like <laughs> if you want to say no anything, one responds to that <laughs> i remember once i was watching an instagram live when it when instagram live first came is yeah. that what it's called igtv oh those instagram are two live? different things but yeah so these two people were having a conversation much like we are, and mm-hmm. I didn't know they could see who I was oh, watching. Yeah. And so they like they're like, Hi Kelly Ray. I was like, Ah, ah you see like, me. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out. So I can't see who's watching, guys, don't worry. <laughs> okay, okay so quick tip from Kelly Ray. I think really just take your temperature before you send. Now I don't want to say electronic message because you made me feel like an older person. (laughs) Before you send a text message or an email or a message on a social media platform, (laughs) it takes so much longer. Uh, Take your temperature because I know I was telling Lane earlier, the wind here today combined with the rain. Oh, oh, I was in quite a mood when I ran across the street and got into my Jeep and my door almost crushed me and my coat blew off my head. And uh, I fully like said out loud to myself how bad of a mood I was in. And I was about to text Lane and I just... I'm going to wait a few minutes. And <laughs> not be angry. No, just if you're not feeling yeah. good, don't send an electronic message. I'm sticking mm-hmm. with that term. Okay. Whatever, you young person. Electronic message it is. <laughs> Can we call it an e-message? No. <laughs> I guess. Okay. It reminds me of e-harmony. <laughs> what a strange <laughs> parallel. Okay. Um, my quick tip, my quick tip, I think I just want to echo what I made my video about this week because it does actually relate to this, um, which is just people who say they don't have time for social media marketing or any activity like that is like if there is legitimately an opportunity there and you say I don't have time for it. This was a question that was asked to Gary Vee when I was at the conference and he was just like, that's fine. You don't have time, but that means you don't get the opportunity and that means you don't get to complain about not getting the opportunity because you decided you don't have time or you legitimately don't have time. Whatever it is, you don't get the opportunity then. It's fine that you don't do it. Like no, you don't have to go do social media. You don't have to go build your personal brand on LinkedIn right now even though there's an enormous opportunity out there right now like LinkedIn is is Facebook 2006 like it's massive opportunity you don't have to do it it's fine you just don't get the huge opportunity the rewards of the opportunity that's there and I think that's I mean how this connects back to this I think is there's a lot of uh, shortcutting how we do social media marketing or marketing in general like copy paste this email copy paste this text whatever and there's no personal like one-to-one relationship building and that's about taking time to do it because the reward is big and it's the same with social media marketing if you take the time to do it well because it is it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of creativity to do it really well but if you do the the rewards are still huge and in where everyone's saying organic reach is dead and things like this don't work anymore like we're still getting a hundred percent reach on like all of our client accounts it still is there it just takes a lot of effort so you can't say it doesn't work if you're not trying and putting in the time you just don't get the opportunity because you don't put in the work yeah and i think too we should have mentioned how 
you know, at least in my research in the last couple of years, a lot of people are really craving that contact from people yeah. again because everything has become automated. And so when you get to talk to a person, you're kind of like, wow, this is refreshing, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, did you get that active campaign uh, mass email? This is funny. It was a mass email talking about this a few weeks ago that said automate processes, not people. Right. So I loved that, the way that they phrased that. Yeah. You know, we should automate as much as we can in terms of processes like making sure that when people click here they get this sent to them that sort of thing but relationships and dealing with people if you can bring some personal contact back to that even if it's not a phone call or a meeting if it's a loom video or a quick google hangout or even a phone call i think you can really create a competitive advantage there Mm -hmm. because other people aren't doing it they're just automating everything yeah no i agree and there's and there's also places where automation is is accepted, and it's more about just reading like where is your audience right now? Because if it's about um, email campaigns or automated like whatever abandoned checkout emails, things like that, like there's a lot of market acceptance for that kind of automated messaging, but there is not nearly as much market acceptance for receiving uh, a text that's a mass text that you can tell is not from. Yeah. Like, it's just a mass text that's like, hey, we're offering this this weekend. Come on into our store. And and text message and Facebook DMs are still, like, a very private. Like, people feel it's a very personal space. And to mass text there is not received well. Yeah, Frank Kern. Stop doing that to me. (laughs) So it's knowing your audience and where where automation works and where it really does require a personal touch for it to work. I love how you said knowing your audience. I want to take it one step further quickly and say knowing your clients. Because for me... Um, I was talking to a client about their marketing plan and I was encouraging them to send a couple emails a year just to stay in touch with their top clients, you know, something that was on brand, maybe just like a Merry Christmas email and a Happy Easter email, you know, and they proceeded to tell me how they felt about email, which is what they assumed their clients also felt about email, which Mm -hmm. is that they hate it and they feel like they're getting almost like violated when people email them without permission. Like they really hate it. And I was so shocked because I thought texting was way more of a violation of privacy or you know an uninvited or if i called you know i assumed that but these two people highly respected professionals they're like no i hate emails so we sent out a survey to all our clients and we were really surprised to find that a lot of clients would prefer to get text messages right or a phone call Mm -hmm. or a loom video so yeah know your audience know your prospective clients know your clients cool but communicate in the way that they want all right yeah came together this is our first uh attempt (laughs) at going live turning the podcast into a vodcast we did it once on facebook has nothing to do with the fact that i didn't get youtube set up in time and we couldn't go live everything to do with us wanting to do it on facebook where we have an audience and people to know that this is how we're doing it now we will also still have the audio podcast that you can download and listen in the same way that you have been hopefully you have been um, but we're going to go YouTube live next week. Facebook was this week, so you all know that this is happening. But you need to go to bit.ly slash Better Business Podcast, and that will take you to our YouTube channel. So subscribe, and then you'll know when we go live. Bit.ly, B-I-T slash Better Business Podcast. And then you can subscribe to our brand new channel. So there better be subscribers when I go check after this, because we Lindsay. didn't have any. Um, yeah, so that's this episode episode 10 the first of it being a podcast though of the better and no, all business can be better that's what our podcast is called business can be better where can they follow you 
Oh no, I don't have my notes. Uh-oh. Uh, Instagram is at... Oh no, you better go first. <laughs> okay. Let me find this. Okay, because we want to hear from people. We want to know what you want us to talk about. We want to know what stupid things we said that you think we should have phrased better. We want to hear from people. So you can follow me or reach out to me on Twitter, Lane underscore Anderson. Look me up on LinkedIn. It's my name, Lane Anderson. And I'm on Instagram, Lane B. Anderson. What about you, Kelly Ray? She's on Instagram at... <laughs> maybe I know it better than you do. Yeah, you should know. You're my marketing guy. <laughs> Kelly Ray Tamaki, TMH. That's easy to spell. Everyone should know that. <laughs> And uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, it's Kelly Ray Tamaki and TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. We should shorten those. Oh, definitely. Yes. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks. We will see you next week, 6.15 on YouTube Live. So go follow or subscribe to our new YouTube channel, bit.ly slash Better Business Podcast. See ya. Bye, guys.